In a world where trust is shattered and darkness looms, one man's journey from betrayal to redemption will captivate your heart. Absolutely. Even if Absolutely. you don't take them. If you have a relative that is a Christian, yes. allow them to take the kids. I like that. Because yeah. it's like, you, you may not want Jesus, but... Thrown into a detention center, he grappled with the harsh reality of being imprisoned mentally and physically. At that moment, I told myself, I'm not going behind bars no more. Betrayed and deceived by the one he trusted most. So now we're about to enter into this part of your life where you're cheated on. It was rough for me. Bought teddy bears for her, flowers. And my heart just got squeezed and beat upon and crushed and stuck. In the depths of his despair, he questioned God's plan. I said, I said, you don't know what just happened to me, Meg. But amidst the darkness, a glimmer of hope emerged. He found solace in the teachings of a higher power. And in that moment, he discovered a new purpose. Out with the old. In with the new. In with the new. The Holy Spirit came inside of me. From being lost to salvation, this is the story of Nick. Coming soon, this summer on July 1st on YouTube and all podcast platforms. Welcome to the Call by God podcast with Adney Godet and myself, Nixon Sylvain. This show is about dialogues of biblical characters and testimonies of Christians who submitted to the will of God. Each week, we bring on one guest so that they can share their story of how they were called by God. I hope this show inspires you. Enjoy. Hello and welcome, world, to the Call by God podcast. I'm yours truly, Nixon Sylvain. And I'm here with Sister Adney Godin. Hey, before before I ask her how she's doing, world, my sister ain't doing too well. And I'm sure she's going to tell you guys about it. <laughs> I know they can't see you, Adney, but tell the world. How you doing, Adney? Oh, um, I'm doing, you know what? Let me say this. I'm, I'm blessed. I, I made it through oral surgery. Still healing from it. Um, it's a process that I thought was going to take shorter, but... Um, Miss Paula decided to visit for the month, so it's causing everything to be out of whack, if anybody understands what I mean. And I got a back pain that just, <laughs> that just, um, no yes. way. <laughs> yes, yes, I'm, I'm oh, sitting, wow. I'm sitting here in pain, so I just put a, a heating pad on my back. But what I'm going to say is, God, thank you. I thank you because I can feel it. <laughs> yes. If I couldn't feel it, that means I'd be dead. Yeah. So I'm grateful and thankful for that. I know that's that. right. I know that's um, right. How you doing, Brother Nick? Adney, that's called age. Man. That's age, Adney. <laughs> Ow. That means we're getting old. We're getting old. Mercy. But but I think you said it best. You know, that's an indication that we're here and we just got to keep on trusting in God's, God's word. Amen. That one day, yeah. Adney, one day he's going to give us new bodies. Amen. According to 1 Corinthians 15. Amen. We're going to have new bodies. So this this body that, that constantly break down as we age, mm. when Christ returns, Adney, he's going to give us a fresh body. Fresh body. So I can't Amen. wait to that day. So I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, I cannot complain. I'm excited for this episode. Um, that's what I'm excited about. Uh, so um, this uh, is very interesting, this character that we're about to talk about. 
And I know we've been talking about these biblical characters, and sometimes the Bible don't have a lot of content that is shared about certain biblical characters. But, you know, when you read through the scriptures, you know, you kind of like pause, like, hold up, Mm -hmm. why is this character in here, right? Because this is a history book. The Bible is actually a history book. So, you know, when we read about this history, God's history, and then we see certain um, individuals certain characters that that was written you know i believe they're written there for a reason mm-hmm. so uh crowd or listeners i just want y'all to know it was adney's idea for us to um talk about the character that we're about to talk about today which is name his name is eliezer what did, did i pronounce it right eliezer eliezer mm-hmm. <laughs> what is it eliezer mm-hmm. so we're gonna talk about eliezer mm-hmm. yeah see these hebrew names or something else, but um, so Eleazar uh, is a Hebrew name, and it means God is my help. Mercy. And Adney, we show enough could use help every day Amen. by the Lord God. Amen. So Eleazar is a very interesting character. He's a very interesting character because he's a uh, he's pretty much Abraham uh, trusted servant. So when I think of terms of servant, I think of if I were to put it in today's in modern term. He was Abraham's staff member. You know, he he did certain things for for Abraham. So, and there's we're going to talk about some of the some of the at least one or two key things that we we kind of like seen that was very uh, paramount and very important to talk about uh, because he was under Abraham's roof. So I'm sure he might have learned some things. So we're going to share some few things that that um, he dealt with. But first of all, I want to talk about this. So I already mentioned that he was uh, uh, Abraham's uh, servant. So, uh, Adney, we would say that, you know, Eliezer's first name was mentioned in Genesis chapter 15, verse 2. And I want you to read it because, you know, you have that that good version, special version. You know, <laughs> so go ahead and read um, Genesis 15, 2. <laughs> um, I'm going to read it in the NLT. And it says, but Abraham replied, oh, sovereign Lord. What good are all your blessings when I don't even have a son? Since you've given me no children, Eleazar of Damascus, a servant in my house, will inherit all my wealth. I, I don't know if we should go do the backdrop of what, what Abraham is referring to, because we did an episode on Abraham. So if y'all want to understand what Abraham was, Abraham kind of like got so a they revelation. they just don't have to go back and listen. Yeah, they're going to have to go back and listen. So Abraham is without child. Abraham and Sarah was without child, and God constantly, constantly told Abraham, ever since Abraham came out of Ur in Genesis 11, then he went to Haran, then he went to Canaan, then he went to Egypt, God constantly was paying Abraham a visit. God was telling Abraham, look, I'm going to bless your seed. I'm going to bless you with a child. But the time, you know, they kept on aging, and a child hasn't yet come. But Abraham had a servant. The servant was named Eliezer. So Abraham kind of like saying, like, Lord... If you don't give me a child, then all my inheritance, all my blessings, it's really going to go to my servant. It's going to go to Eliezer. So that's why he said, um, and Adam, you could read it again, um, just for the sake of clarity, what it says. But Abraham replied, O sovereign Lord, what good are all your blessings when I don't even have a son? Since you've given me no children, Eliezer of Damascus, a servant in my household, will inherit my wealth. Yeah, so the thing, you know, of course, when you read Genesis 15 too, it was a common, it was a very uh, common custom in those days uh, for couples with no kids to adopt s- servants 
or I would say staff members. And what they would do, um, they would give their heirs to take place of their first sons. So Abraham is kind of like telling God, like, God, if, if you don't give me a child, I'm going to give my blessings. My blessings will go to Eleazar. But we're going to fast forward. Obviously, God blessed Abraham with a child, Isaac. And then what happened with Isaac, Isaac was aging, y'all. He was aging, y'all. You know, when you age, daddy is like saying, okay, we get, we need to find you a wife. <laughs> I don't know. Does it happen nowadays in modern terms like that, Adney? Like if a dad, you know, have a son. Because we, we, you know, it's good when a, a man is a God-fearing man. He have a relationship with God and he's raising up a son. And he said, you know what? I would love my 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 um son to marry a God-fearing woman, a woman that really like loved the Lord. Because you know, in that day, they kept it in the family. Because Abraham did not want his son to marry no Canaanite, because Abraham was de- dwelling in the land of Canaanite. And so when we talk about the land of Canaan, when we talk about what those people stood for, they 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 kind of like went against the grain. <laughs> they had their own gods. They were godless. Yeah, they were godless. People. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, they, they they didn't believe in the god. They didn't they didn't believe the god in the god of heaven. They believed in the gods that they made. Um, and what I appreciate, because I want to go back to Eleazar, is that Abraham trusted him enough to say that if you're not gonna give me a son, since you ain't blessed me with the son, I'm gonna have to pass my inheritance on to him. Yeah. And when we think about inheritance. And I look at like the elderly people that I work with and I see their children, those that really genuinely love them. And then I see the ones that come in that are just so selfish and all they want is really what's in their parents pocket. They're not there for the genuine concern. It it helped me to see a liaison in different eyes, which means he loved Abraham more than than um, him being his servant. He was just like. A relative like Abraham loved Eleazar to that point in that degree. Um, and I think that's very important for us to understand. You're not going to leave an inheritance or your blessings for just any random person to, to get. You're going to leave it for someone that you love and genuinely trust and care about. And it shows that Abraham cared and trusted Eleazar. For him to, to make that declaration. Well, since I ain't got no child, I'm going to just pass it on to him. Because Abraham had other servants and Eleazar was the one that stood out out of all of them. Yeah, I believe Eleazar was one of those trusted servants. Like like pretty much what you said. Like, I guess a dude know, like this, like, this dude is a real good dude. Abraham probably like said, like, this is a real, real good dude. And, you know, for me, when I when I encounter certain brothers or certain people in my life, even throughout my life, there's some people you're like, man, this is a really good, like, this is a really decent dude. And I don't know if you had the same way, too, and if you ever encounter, like, a sister, you'd be like, man, this is, a, like, she's a cool sister. Absolutely. So the thing about Absolutely. Abraham and his son, so, like I said, it was custom for them to keep, you know, the family together. You know, they didn't want to marry outside of their their kind. So they wanted to keep things together. So Abraham, he he gave his his servant an assignment. And Eleazar's assignment was to <laughs> Andy, I, w- I want to say it's like his assignment was to go to Abraham's folk down the street. I'm just using it in a modern term. He had to go back to Abraham's old neighborhood and seek a wife for his son. 
how you feel about that. Just think about that. Like your service say, hey man, can you, like you're from Florida. Can you, I'm in Georgia right now. Can you go to Florida and see if you can find a, a wife for my son? <laughs> that's, that's Abraham because he was in Canaan. <laughs> that's what he told Eliezer. <laughs> um, as a mother, as a, as a mother of a son and a daughter, um, I met a dear sister in Christ. And when I met her, I loved her daughters. And I told her, I said, your daughter is going to marry my son. <laughs> and, and she said to me, um, word? I said, yeah, your daughter is going to marry my son. And your other daughter going to marry my nephew. I prayed for it. I fasted for it. And I told her, I said, I don't care if they date anybody. I told my son the same thing. And I told my nephew the same thing. Those are y'all wives. I believe wholeheartedly it is the duty of us as parents to um, intercede on behalf of our children, especially where their future is concerned to pray for the seeds that is to come because number one, the enemy is after the seed. And if we are not the type of parents that stays on our needs for our sons and our daughters, what's the point of being children of God? Because we're going to leave this earth and they may still be behind. So we have to get into a position where we trust God enough to say, I'm praying for this young woman and she's going to be the one that I believe wholeheartedly you will partner my child with and they will walk this journey together because number one, they share you in common. He's a God fearing man and she's a God fearing young lady. She loves you. And then on top of that, her mama is a God fearing woman. So to me, that's the most important part. So when I look at this assignment that Abraham sent Eliezer on, he like, I don't want you to get none of these trollops here in the Canaanite land. I want you to go back home and get people, get someone that understands the, the, or stands out basically from all of this. And, and, and what I love about Eliezer, I don't know if, if you're okay with me reading it, is in um, verse 12 when he says, Oh Lord, God of my master, Abraham. I'm sorry, God of my master, Abraham, he prayed, please give me success today and show unfailing love for my master Abraham. See, I am standing here beside this spring, and the young women of the town are coming out to draw water. This is my request. I will ask one of them, please give me a drink from your jug. If she says yes, have a drink, and I will will water your camels too. Let her be the one you have selected as Isaac's wife. This is how I will know that you have shown unfailing love to my master. Before he had finished praying, he saw a young woman named Rebecca coming out with her water jug on her shoulder. She was the daughter of Bethuel, who was the son of Abraham's brother Nahor and his wife Milcah. Rebecca was very beautiful and old enough to be married, but she was still a virgin. She went down to the spring filled her jug and came up again. 
Running over to her, the servant said, please give me a little drink of your of water from your jug. Yes, my lord, she answered, have a drink. And she quickly lowered her jug from her shoulder and gave him a drink. When she had given him a drink, she said, I'll draw water for your camels too, until they have had enough to drink. So she quickly emptied her jug into the watering trough and ran back to the well to draw water for all his camels. The servant watched her in silence, wondering whether or not the Lord had given him success in his mission. And I thought that was just so powerful that he prayed this prayer. And here it is. This young woman comes out and what he asked God for, God answered. And she did just that. She gave him the water and she watered his camels as well. And it's important, um, whatever mission or assignment that God gives us, that we pray to ask him to lead the way. Because a lot of times we get an assignment from God and we take the reins in our own hands. And this I'm, I'm speaking from experience, like this ministry that I'm, I'm to launch and this book I'm to finish. It's like I need to start praying more to God because it's like it's his assignment. I, I can't do nothing without him leading me. I can't do nothing without his guidance. And that's what what Eliezer taught me before he even went he prayed and said, God, you make this path successful. And that's that's something I think is very important to me. And that stuck out. No, um, so the, the passage you was reading, Adney, was um uh Genesis twenty four twelve, right? Twelve verse twelve. So you yes. read Genesis uh yes. Genesis twenty four verse twelve through what, sixteen? About when he prayed, when Eliezer prayed. Uh to twenty. To 20. Okay, so y'all go ahead and y'all read that. Y'all can go back and read that in your free time, Genesis 24, verse 12 through 20. But this is what I want to say um, before. I wish we had more time to talk about Eleazar, because there's so much that we could talk about. And that the reason why I said that um, Eleazar was a, one of a trusted servant is one first thing um, they, they, he traveled. He, tra- he had a tra- He traveled over 400 miles to go find um, Isaac, his wife. So you talk about, here's a servant. And see, we're not talking about catching an Uber or a Lyft. Think about that. There was no Uber, no Lyft, and he had to travel over 400 miles. So um, that's like driving from Key West probably to Orlando. <laughs> you know, for like or at least 400 miles. So it shows you his faith and his dedication to his servant, like, like this really meant a lot to Abraham to go find his son a wife. So for um, Eliezer to have that heart and not only that for a parent to trust a servant, because not any parent will go say, hey, could you go find a, a spouse for my child? So you had like that individual have to have some kind of trust in you. It's equivalent to like a mother, you know, talking to a brother that's strong in the faith and say, hey, can you talk to my son about God? Can you talk to my son about how to, to, to carry yourself with integrity or it's equivalent to a, a woman telling a, a, you know, a young lady, like talking to another a woman of God and say, Hey, could you kind of mentor my young daughter? Like the parent have to trust that individual in order for that individual to instill godly principles in that individual. So that's why I say Eliezer was one of those trusted servants that Abraham, which is the father of faith had to trust his servant. Like number one, Abraham trusted God and then 
Eleazar had to see some things in a household. So I believe that he was emulating what he was seeing. Because here you got a man named Abraham that have a relationship with God. And then Eleazar, he had to emulate. So, wow. So if he's praying like, God, who is this woman you want my servant son to marry? And he actually waited in patience. And it goes to show you the power of prayer. But I say that to say this, that says a lot about Abraham's household. Even though his household was corrupt, you know, because nobody's house is perfect. And I'm going to say it again. Nobody's house is perfect. It's perfected when you have God as a standard and as the mediator of your home. Because when you got two, I could say this, when you're married and you got two imperfect people together, God perfects the marriage by being the mediator. But if you don't have no mediator, hell will break loose in your house because there's no one, nobody to answer to. So for Eleazar to be that servant to go out over 400 miles to seek a wife, uh, 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 Isaac, and on top of that, pray. Not, so it's not like he went to the uh, to an undisclosed place. So it's not like he went to a, a separate part of Canaan and said, you know what, I'm just going to select any woman. This man literally, literally, and I mean literally, he waited on God's revelation. So this woman named Rebecca, she came and she gave him a drink. And she went beyond. She even took care of the animals. But Rebecca went, and we're going to talk about Rebecca. We're just talking about um, Eleazar. Eleazar, he, he had discernment to discern that, wow, this woman is like, she, she, she's taking care of my needs because I'm thirsty. And on top of that, she's taking care of the needs of the animals, the camels that travel with me. So that said a lot about Rebecca. But again, it's more about Eleazar. But that shows you the heart of Eleazar, that he's uh, just this one act led us to talk about him on today's podcast. So we believe that everybody has a calling. You two have a calling, you know, and we know that you can, you two can emulate godly principles that you view in your household. And if it's not in your household, you know, there's a social media where there's powerful men of God that are preaching Jesus, preaching the word of God. And there's some things that you can glean and pull from the word of God. You could, you could pray, you could dive into, you could delve into the word of God and study the word of God for yourself. So we just wanted to highlight Eleazar, Abraham's servant, Abraham's staff member, who was not only faithful, faithful to Abraham, but he was also faithful to God. So it's not like he prayed to Abraham, he prayed to God. So that says a lot about Eleazar's heart and even his relationship with God. So that concludes our episode about Eleazar. Adney, anything you want to add, or should we just close it out? Um, I think you said I think you said everything uh, that needed to be said. Eleazar is a man that feared God, and on his journey, he knew who to talk to to make sure that his journey was perfect. And if I could share anything with anyone, no matter what your calling is, you have to call on the one who gave you the calling. It's not something you just woke up and say, oh, I'm a dude. It was given to you by him. So if you want it to be perfected, you have to trust him by going to him and saying, hey, this 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 thing was illuminated in my heart. How do I give birth to it? And I promise you, he is not a God that will lie to you. He would direct and lead your steps and make sure whatever you put your hands to, whatever he called you to put your hands to, it will come to pass. And that's all I wanted to make sure everyone knows. All right, world, remember that Jesus Christ, he's the King of Kings and he's the Lord of Lords. Be blessed. 
That's it for now. But before we go, please continue to listen, subscribe, and share our podcast. Also, if you want to support our show, please scroll down to the bottom of the show notes and click on the link that says buy me a coffee. We would greatly appreciate it. Thank you for listening. And remember, God is good all the time and all the time. God is good. And also, Jesus Christ loves you. Thank you. Wait, there's more. What if today was your last day on earth? Would you be ready to meet your maker? Well, Jesus Christ has given us the good news. He told his disciples in Mark 16, 15, 16, and he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. Jesus Christ has instructed his children to share and preach the gospel, which is the good news, which means that Jesus Christ came and that he was sacrificed. He was buried and he rose on the third day by believing and by repenting and confessing and being baptized. You will be saved. So it is your choice. Jesus Christ will not force you. You've heard the message. You heard personal testimonies. But this is your opportunity to give your life to Christ. Don't wait until tomorrow, because tomorrow is not promised. So I hope you submit to the will of God and give your soul to Christ. Be blessed.